next question. some of our earlier episodes, you might not know who this man is, but uh, at the original start of the My Stock Life YouTube, we had a Guapin Sniper with the weekly recap back in back in the old office over there. So the we're back. Videos. The first videos. The first videos. So we're back again with something brand new for y'all. It's the My Stock Life Trader Look Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Tristan Big Guap Brady, and with my good friend, old friend, Sniper! Oh my God. <laughs> well, well, with a, a couple of introductions, this man doesn't really need an introduction if you're familiar with the My Stock Life family, but uh, one of the most positive individuals I know, one of the most consistently high-yielding people I know, one of a beautiful background of hardships and struggles that came to a brand new world, re-envisioned his life. So, in this podcast, we're gonna to touch on a couple of those things right there, but uh, this man is an inspiration to many and uh, has put thousands of dollars in other people's pockets. So without further ado, Austin Snyder. Hey, thank you for the introduction, my friend. Right here is the real man. Wow, Brady. You know, we already got it. We got it. Good to be back in this uh, beautiful studio library. Want to share some knowledge and education with you all. And um, are, are they going to be requesting some questions live, or how are we going to be doing? No, this? this is this is just off the rip right here. Um, we can get you on for another part two in the okay. future with, with more okay. questions. But uh, I think just off rip, like you consistently, consistently, consistently amaze people with your high yield, high performing option callouts, which just feed so many families. I think the first thing, and we're going to talk about squeezes, we're going to talk about <laughs> affirmations, we're going to talk about mental health. But I think most most important, what people want to touch on, and then just your personal journey as well. Um, what was your introduction to stocks? I know you were a salesman before. So what, what got you in? What what changed you in? And where are you at now? What was the, the you know, it's a, it, it's a funny journey that the one that I've been through. Uh, I've gone from being 15 years old, starting my first job as an interviewer for bilingual research services basically was calling people that had no interest in talking to you and you had to ask them questions and surveys you weren't trying to sell them anything you just wanted information remember data is gold that is money bro i had the same job in college i sweat what <laughs> for the same company <laughs> probably did, bro. <laughs> just a different cover but um, I, ever since then you know interviewing people working at jack in the box i was a cash cashier i was uh um cooking up fries and flipping burgers in the back and then i went went over to cinemark tinseltown i was cleaning up the theaters after the movies i went to construction i've been uh, putting tile i've done sheetrock i've done roofing i've done ac selling door to door i've done knife selling i've done everything and most of the reasons why i never stopped and always kept pushing and pushing was because I had that desire to to have that success, to to break that cycle in my family that didn't allow us the financial freedom to go on vacation and spend at the nicest restaurants or you know eat the good quality food and wear the quality shoes and the quality clothes. And uh, as as a young child, 
and teenager growing up, I was forbidden a lot of those things. Or not forbidden, but just, you know, I would ask my dad, hey, can I get those Nike shoes? And and sometimes, you know, he'd go and get me the Shaq shoes. <laughs> and it's funny because now I look at Shaq, he's one of the biggest investors of athletes right now. He actually just went in on alkaline water, which I'm gonna go ahead and put the ticker right here, W-T-E-R. And it's popping up after hours. This is brand new right now. And there's no options yet. But if we do reach a certain amount of volume for a certain amount of time, they will bring the options into uh, into the chain. So that's going to be interesting. Right now, I might buy into uh, the stock, just shares. I don't usually get equity, but it's at $1.66. So I might get in on that. But um, throughout this whole journey of how I came to stocks, it was through acquiring capital and wanting to invest what I got because I didn't want to just save it in the bank. You know, in the bank, it's not accruing any real interest or any yield. So I started looking around and um, remembered that my cousin, he was always into stocks. He never left his house. Never. Yeah, I think he's still living with his parents, actually. But, <laughs> but he, this motherfucker's a millionaire, you know, and he's, he's done the stock market, he's done options, and um, he switched over to used cars as well, as, as, as well as where I made most of my real capital. And uh, it just got me into thinking, okay, now that I have this capital saved up, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, I don't wanna, I, I don't wanna go and buy actual things. I was buying and selling cell phones for a while to invest my money and buying and selling clothes, but small ticket items are not where it's at. No. And high ticket items, you need licenses and, and you know, you need permits for all that. Like if you wanna buy and sell cars legally, then you gotta start registering them and you gotta pay the taxes and you gotta charge taxes and all that. So with stocks, you don't need any permits. You don't need any licenses and you can handle millions of dollars. Wow. Even for cutting hair, just cutting hair, you need a license, you need a permit. But for handling millions of dollars across American banks and institutions, you don't need any permits. And that tells you something. What does that tell you is that they don't care if you put your money in because most people lose their money. Woo! So we got to find out a way to think different and contrary to the stock market in order to get those gains that are unicorn gains or elusive gains that a lot of people say, wow, how do you do it? It's impossible. But you know, there's strategies that I use and that I stick to that help me. And when I don't stick to my strategies is when I see my, my performance go down. Mm. So as long as I stick to my rules and my and my strategies, I've noticed that everything flows like a, like a marathon, slowly but surely. And even though you have maybe three losers, one winner in the way that my strategy is set up, one or two winners will surpass the losses and profits of, of all the other ones. So question for you: um, the, if the stock market is set up and designed for you know we call them quote unquote retail investors to fail. What perspective and how do you see the current market at large? And then going into a little bit more, what kind of strategies are you currently employing? And when you stick to them, what type of results are you seeing? So we want to look for asymmetrical reward, risk reward ratio. <laughs> it's not, you know, with larger accounts, I've noticed that it's easier to just say, you know what, I'll put 100,000 and I'll get in and out in 10, 15, 20 minutes and I'll make 10,000, which is 10% of 100,000. That's symmetrical risk reward ratio. Mm -hmm. So now if you want to look at an asymmetrical risk reward ratio, you want to put in 10,000 for the probability of making 50 or 60,000. Mm -hmm. And for that, it's high risk, high reward, right? 
but it's it's something that if, if, if chosen correctly for your positions and it takes a lot of patience it takes a, a lot of uh, analysis uh, you know there's over 10,000 tickers in the stock market <laughs> so there's got to be a setup waiting for you you don't have to force the setups mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I realized one of the most important quotes that changed my life and my perspective on the stock market and I hope this helps a lot of you is that there's a life-changing opportunity happening every day in the stock market every day there's a life-changing opportunity so if you missed AMC, that's one day. If you miss GME, that's another day. If you miss BlackBerry, that's fine. If you miss Biogen, that's fine. Because there's still, uh, I don't know, 180 days left for the rest of the year. We're halfway through the year. So you still got 180 opportunities that are going to change your life, that can change your life. So you just have to really have faith that you'll be on that wave, that you'll be able to grab that financial surfboard and ride that monetary wave on, onto the games, baby. So. It's really all about faith and, and not giving up because I've seen my account blow to the top, rocket to the moon, and I've seen the next day how the market makers manipulate it down with the short ladders, uh, you know, halfway portfolio cut in half. And you know, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, do I take profits? Do I reduce it? Do I scale down? Do I diamond hands, baby? Let's go. <laughs> And uh, it's hard, it's hard to really know when to do what. So it, it, it's gonna help you a lot if you're mentally balanced, if you're physically balanced, you know, mm -hmm. going to the gym, if you're reading, exercising, um, eating healthy, and if you have healthy habits, you'll be in, in that frequency to make better decisions and to know what to do through intuition. And a lot of people don't believe in intuition, but that's actually one of my main main factor that I use for the stock market. Okay. So. Perfect. Well, I've heard a great quote from you that you can, DD can come from anywhere. Research can come from anywhere. <laughs> that's right. It's literally, it can pop up. We are way. walking DD. Sometimes, you know, if you have a person that's uh, specializing in a certain industry, mm -hmm. like I have a friend, for example, that sells medical equipment and she knows that Medtronic is on the rise and it's booming. And you know, you look at the stock and maybe it's not performing. That's an opportunity because you know that once people uh, start finding out that it's a good company, that it's good, got good value, maybe it doesn't need to, you don't need to wait to the next earnings report. Maybe there's going to be some news that the algorithms pop up because they know that the technicals are already set up for some news to just break out because it just can't break out on no news, right? They need a, they need a piece of news, a catalyst for the stock to move and past that breakout or or if it has a resistance to bounce down if it's bad news or whatever. So just yesterday we found out Fastly, for example, it was it, when it first IPO, it rocketed. It went high, it went high. And then just started on a downtrend, downtrend, downtrend. And I was looking at it last month and I was like, you know what, I like these levels. I'm gonna jump in. I didn't jump in and now they they came out with a shortage. It was uh, an outage, I'm sorry, electrical outage or some internet outage that detained Google, Amazon, Facebook, a bunch of websites. And it crashed them for like an hour. And it was due to Fastly's outage. So that, and, and people were thinking, oh, Fastly's gonna crash. Fastly's gonna go down. The stock went up 10%. Why? Because people started to realize how much it, it, people depend on it and large mm -hmm. companies depend on companies like Fastly. So, you know, sometimes it is hindsight 2020, 
But other times, you know, you just gotta be patient. It's, it's like clove. I held it since May 26th and we're June 9th, June 8th. And I don't know if you can zoom in on some of these gains, baby, but today it was 9,000%. Right there, baby. So, you know, alone today, that position gave me 10,000. And by midday, it was already, instead of up 10,000, it was down 2,000. So that's something that you, you know, I, I was still up at the end of the day because I, I got out of half of the contracts. And then once it reached a certain point, which was 1250, I exited a lot of my other contracts. So now I'm still holding three contracts. I'm letting them ride. And, and you know, you gotta ask yourself, well, what was your initial strategy? What was your initial uh, prediction? And I think that since the expiration is not till June 18th, right now, they are manipulating the stock price. They are bringing it down because they're not gonna make it easy right. for everyone. We already know where the market wants to go, <laughs> but it's not gonna be easy. Exactly. We have to pay for the volatility. There's a price to pay mm -hmm. for, for riches through the stock market because if not, everyone would be doing it. Exactly. So exactly. we go through the volatility and uh, if you go up $80,000 in one week and the next week you go down 30, hey, you're still up 50,000 for the month. <laughs> so you, know, you can't really complain. You got to think of your account as a whole. Mm -hmm. And that's helped me out a lot too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very exciting right now. It's a very exciting moment for the stock market. I love that. I love that. So when you're, when you're quantifying or qualifying these plays that might have high risk, high reward, what are you looking at in terms of option price, expiration, um, volatility, reading reads? What's your thought process when you're picking out your plays? Yeah, you want to have a, a good delta ratio to the price of the contract. Let's say the, the contract is $25 and, or 0.25 mm -hmm. and the delta is 0 0.05. That means it moves $5 for every every dollar that the stock moves, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're thinking oh, it's only moving five cents, five cents, but you paid 25. So that's already 20% right with each dollar. And you also want to look at, okay, is the stock, what's the, the previous high? Is it far from the highs? Is it strong right now? Is, is all the, the articles that they've been writing about for the past month? I look at, you know, the articles back to 30 days, back to 45 days, because some of the news doesn't get digested if there's a lot of articles back to back. Wow. So you want to, you know, something that came out last month, the, the market is very efficient, but sometimes, the market manipulators or the market makers, <laughs> as they're called, <laughs> they, they, they go ahead and sell off their position so that people lose interest. Mm. And when, when you know, all the weak hands paper handed and are looking for the next one, boom, they bring it right back up. And then the FOMO people that were already in it, oh, I had it, I should have just held. And boom, oh, they jump back in because they, they, like it's revenge trading. Like, oh no, you're not leaving me behind. Right. But it's, it's something like that. So. One of, the, one of the most important things you want to look at is the delta, okay? The, and the theta. The theta decay is what's going to kill you. And the closer it gets to expiration is when you start deciding, is this position uh, worth the risk reward? Right. And you know, that's a really hard question as well because if you're two days out of expiration and let's say you're minus 50% on an option contract. Let's say you got it at 0.50 and it's at 0.26, 0.27, 0.30, 0.35, 0.40, 0.45, 0.50, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55, 0.55,
0.24, you know, and you're like, gosh, it's two days left. But if it's not that far out of the money, you know, it's worth holding on to because after it goes even close to in the money, it's gonna start behaving like 100 shares. Like if you're actually holding 100 shares per contract. The gamma closer to expiration is, it, it just increases exponentially. And so that's the, the trifecta, the delta, the theta, and the gamma. You wanna look at the gamma of the contracts because the more it has gamma, the faster the delta is gonna move in relation to the stock price. And, and you, want, you want the contracts to move like the stock, you know? You're, if, if, if the stock moves and your contract stays down, which happens a lot of the times if you're too far out of the money and close to expiration and it's not giving you time value, like right now, I'm looking at all the, all the, I guess the trickery that they're doing with the stocks and with the options. For example, BlackBerry, BlackBerry was at 1680, and I had, let's say, for example, the $15 call. I think it was the, the 12, the $14 call. That no, this was close. I'm sorry. So $14 call, and it was at 1680, and it was just giving me intrinsic value, even though I still have two weeks left of time. It should be giving me time value because the out of the money contracts. Are, are are you know a dollar two dollars so my contract should have a dollar or two dollars more on top of the intrinsic value and and it, it wavers it wavers in between there i notice it a lot and and sometimes it'll give me time value sometimes it won't give me time value since it's already so deep in the money it's not that deep in the money but it's since it's in the money and the iv it's not sure the market maker is not sure what to price it so that's where you find the opportunities where you can make money is when the market maker doesn't know what's gonna happen or is, is mispricing a lot of different options. Mm. And we look for undervalued contracts that have a potential to, to gain a lot of value, intrinsic value, in that amount of time for the expiration. Yeah, so you're not just picking cheese on a board and throwing <laughs> and throwing and hoping there's a Well, I do have a gorilla that throws darts <laughs> at the stocks. That's also my second backup strategy. <laughs> Well, in, in, in the world of, of Reddit trading and, and so much, uh, you know, offhand DD, what does what does Apes Together Strong mean to you? I mean, you have a shirt. Oh. You you represent Ooh. the team. What does that mean to you? That's my mantra, baby. Apes Together Strong. Right now, there is a silent war, as we call it. 2011, it was Occupy Wall Street, and mm -hmm. 2021, it's Liquidate Wall Street. Why are they saying Liquidate Wall Street? Let me tell you a little secret. The hedge funds are naked short selling. That means if I have, for example, a car, right? Let's say I have a 2015 Honda Civic. I go and get the title and I print the title. I copy it, <laughs> copy it, you know, 20 times. And I go and sell that title. Hey, you have a Honda Civic for whenever you want to, you know, cash it in. Boom. I give you a copy of the title. I give Hux a copy of the title. I give T a copy of the title. I give Love a copy of the title. I scam everyone, right? And then I give the actual title, I hold it. I still hold it, but everyone else already paid me 20 times over for that same car. In Texas, we call that stealing. Mm. <laughs> so that just brings us to the point where all these hedge funds have been doing this, especially with GameStop and AMC and companies that are on their way down to bankruptcy. They try and squeeze them and manipulate the, the price just for them not to have to ever pay back mm -hmm. any of the, the co copies that they, they passed out, you know? 
So it, it's something that Apes Together Strong is a whole movement because as a community of traders and investors, Wall Street and the institutions and the billionaires and the elite masters of the universe that control governments and that control populations, control the country, they're all looking at us, the retail trader, as idiots, as dumb money, okay, as gorillas, as monkeys, monkey business. But they don't know, well, now they're starting to realize that we're holding on to our stocks. And when it comes to the point where the SEC actually does their job and counts the shares. So just recently this past week, um, it was the deadline for GameStop, for example, voting their shares. Mm -hmm. If you had 15 shares, you go online and you vote your share, you have 15 shares, boom. They, they're all adding up right now. In about three or four days, they're going to release the actual numbers of how many shares retail traders have. And then they're going to add them up with the insider trading shares. And they're going to add them up for with subtract that from the outstanding shares or the, the, the shares that GameStop actually underwrote from the beginning. And right now there's a theory that there's way more shares out there. They're called synthetic shares. They're where there's way, way, way more shares than GameStop originally wrote, wrote out. And that's going to be a huge problem for all the short sellers because the more they're in the position, the more that they're getting charged interest and the more that they need to put up for margin and margin and margin, more margin, more margin. And they just got to put capital into this until they run out of capital. And a lot of people are actually saying that the, the federal government is actually backing up Citadel. Citadel is the ones that own uh, Robinhood and they're also the ones that manipulated everything with GameStop in January and February. So it, it's, it's, Apes Together Strong is something that is going to give hope to the people because if we all communicate and we're all in this together, we have a chance to actually correct some of the justices that need to be in, in, in the balance through through everything that's been happening, especially through the financial crisis, for example, of 2008 and uh, and beyond. There's so many so many trickeries and, and and events that have happened, you know, that that have screwed over the retail trader. And now it's our time to to get those hedges. I'm gonna be completely honest on the disclaimer. I'm I'm not holding except one single GME share, and that's just because I want to get the notifications on it. I think the IV on the contracts are ridiculously high right now. It's very hard to profit off of them. And it's, uh, it's the risk reward is not there for me anymore. You know, the asymmetrical strategies that we were talking about. But there was a lot of opportunity with AMC, Blackberry, um, Clove, Best Buy. Wendy's, you know, we hit a bunch of them. And if you didn't hit any of those, that's what I'm saying. You go on to the next one and you, you go even to the, one of the most boring stocks you can think of, you know, or cybersecurity or, or um, Facebook, you know, fang stocks. There's a, there's a time where the contracts are undervalued and you can make two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred percent within a week, within two weeks on even big names that have already market capped all the way to the trillions. So there's still there's still a lot of opportunities out there. Definitely. And uh, and yeah, if we all stick together strong and we, you know, how we're, how, for example, in our community, how we're doing it, mm -hmm. we're just 
we're out here just bouncing ideas off each other. If I'm making money, I want everyone to make money. And so I'm gonna call out a play. I'm gonna call out a play and I'm gonna say, hey, Tux, Tristan, let's hop on. We're going into FireEye right now. This is undervalued and this piece of news should not have dropped the price. This should have made it go up. And now we're almost already, we got it at around 19 something and right now we're already at 20, 50 something. So it, it, it's just a matter of the cycle, following the cycles and the patterns. Well, to, to take it a little bit away from stocks and then more of a spiritual, because I think everything relates to that. Uh, the same question but with a different phrase. What is what is God is good means to you? Oh, after every gain, I got to put the G-I-G, baby, that prayer. But because God God really is is my my fortress, my, my strength, my wisdom and, and my faith, because I know that when I'm doing good in my life, when I have my discipline, when I have my routine, my portfolio is going up consecutively, consecutively with, along with my growth personally. If I'm growing personally and spiritually, my portfolio is also growing. And uh, I was actually listening to The Strangest Secret because I, I hear something different every single time I hear it. Every single time I pick up something new or I decipher something new or I go into a different path of, of, of thought and contemplation and and you know he says it he says it he's like uh, your 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 development your personal development is not far from your actual financial freedom and your financial situation the more you develop your skills your talent your value that you add into the market and to other people and to other communities and in, in their life god is going to reward you with more to give as well so if you're giving God gives you so that you can give to these people. And I know that a lot of times there's no room for God in Wall Street, but hey, Wall Street's a jungle. And last time I checked, God made nature. So, baby, let's go. Yes. God is good, baby, God is good. I, I love that a lot. Even in the bad days, we have to say God is good. And that's very important. You know, if, if you're having a, a red day or a red week or a red month, you can't give up and say, I'm fucking done throwing the towel. No. You gotta have faith, you gotta pretend, you gotta give thanks as if you're already where you wanna be. And it comes, it comes eventually. Definitely comes. To speak on that, I wanna say thank you to our 100,000 subscribers at home. Already happened. Hey! Already happened. I appreciate I'm grateful for that. Grateful for that. So I, I think this is beautiful, beautiful timing. I wanna give them something to want for, for round two because we're gonna have you back for sure. Definitely. But uh, let's close this out with the old school bullish or bearish. A lot of you don't know that, that, that me and bullish or bearish. Me and Sniper were the OG bullish or bearish. It was it was the OG two of us. So for old time's sake, let's close this baby on out with that. And okay. Dap up, show some love, and uh, take this baby on home. Let's do it. All right. Uh, first up. PLTR. Okay. Palantir. Right hand, right hand bullish. I haven't seen it at the levels it is right now. If you tell me what it's at right now, I'll tell you if I'm bullish or bearish. Just right. by knowing that the number. I'm thinking it's like 24. That's it. It's like 2458. Around there. What's what's it at right now? 2417. 2417. 2417. And are we asking about for the week, for the rest of the week? So by Friday or for next week? Yeah. So by the end of next Friday? Yeah. Okay. Three, Ooh. two, one. 
bullish. Let's go, baby. Oh, I'm definitely crazy. bullish. I'm thinking at least it's gonna be at around 26, 27 range by next week. And so that's why, like, even though you know sometimes the price is gonna be at a certain uh, up more above of what it is right now, you look at the options contracts and the market maker, if it's already pricing in what you're pricing in, you're not gonna make any money. So that's why you gotta make sure that they're pricing in something less. And so even if the setup is correct, the technical analysis, and you know that Palantir's gonna be at 28.50, you know, and the options contracts are $4 for expiring next week, and it's a $25 call, that means that it has to be at 29 to break even. To break even. And you're 50 cents short from, you know, actually breaking even, so. It, it, it can be, it, remember, if it's one cent off of your, your strike price, it's out of the it, money. It, it, yeah, it's out of the money and it can expire worthless at zero. So that's why even if you sell it, it doesn't have to be in the money. If you want to sell it three or four days before, if the time value and the market maker is pricing it in, that's when you take advantage of it mm -hmm. and you sell it. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely think it's going to be at around 26, 27. And it might, if I don't, if I don't, if I recall correctly, they actually pumped it after the original meme stock frenzy in uh, in January, February, but it didn't go that far up. It, 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 since it has a lot more shares, it's harder to pump it and it's harder to to diamond squeeze them. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, um, it, he hit it on the head. You can have the perfect call out, but if the market maker already priced in on your options, you could be walking away with with less than what you started with. So I keep that in mind. Reasons I am bullish on Palantir, I feel like the whole market is just moving in that direction right now. If you take a look at space, you take a look at clothes, you just take a look at anything that has uh, had a short interest and is popular on Reddit, it's moving up and to the right. And Palantir is definitely one of those uh, OG Reddit squeezes. So just to speak a little bit yeah. more on the Palantir, Alex Karp, which is the CEO, he's a crazy motherfucker. He said that when, <laughs> he said that when he's not thinking about Palantir, no, no, no. When he's not having sex, he's thinking about Palantir. So, <laughs> this guy's crazy to put that out in public. And he also mentioned that for his investors, he wants them as a long term. He said that the gains are coming in the long term. So, he's not going to be doing anything in the short term to please the shareholders right. just to get a small temporary pump up. And that's what I like about that. In the long run, you know, maybe in six, seven months, slowly but surely it'll creep up because look at Rocket. Rocket reached the 1850 and now it's at 22, 21. And I had been seeing it and I've been, you know, going after it, going after it. Cause I know, I know that this one is, is ready to just pop and bang. Pop and bang, baby. Rocket's green glare. <laughs> <laughs> and the rocket green glare. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hit us with the next one. Apple. Ooh, until next week. I got the 127 call, so I need to be bullish on this one. I'm, I'm actually bullish. Three, two, one. Bullish. Oh, yeah, bullish too. I see it going to 129, 130 by either June 11 to or June 15. I uh, I believe Apple is just very undervalued at this current price right now. Uh, with everything that they did, one of the number one companies in the entire world right now um, is only 100. 20, what, what is it, 127 or 125? Post-split. Yeah, they just yeah. split their their stock and after that it's been kind of stagnant. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, it's at around 126, 120, yeah, 126. I think with it went into the my contracts went into the money yesterday and today, and then they're right now they're out of the money. So that's also a, a good point right now. I want to give away that if you're looking at, at contracts, make sure that you're at the money. That way, you know, if it goes in the money, but it goes out the money, it, it's easier for it to go back in the money. It's it's right there, you know, close. And those when you find them for for a good price. The contracts that are at the money with stocks that are you know on their way up um those could be really good opportunities definitely and apple just this last week i think monday tuesday and i think was today was the last day for the the western digital conference they announced a lot of new specs and perks on their iphone and their and their software they they're they're really giving facebook for example a run for their money they're getting into their space uh there's an article that we'll post up right here on the link so you guys can check it out because apple apple's undervalued like you said and the fact that there's there's a lot of competition right now and a lot of new information a lot of technology they're at the forefront they have all the money that they need to invest in and use their capital so they're, they're, they're being managed by a very good CEO, Tim Cook. He's doing a great job. And so it's just a matter of patience. Science is getting paid, baby. Mm -hmm. Patience. Can you say it better myself? <laughs> I would, uh, lastly, BAC. Oh, Bank of America. Bank of America. I'm glad at least I can pick a, something that I'm bearish against. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, two, one. Bearish. Yeah. All financial sectors, they move so slow. And even if it goes up 10 cents, 20 cents, I don't like playing the, the options just because they're, they're, they price in a big movement and nothing ever really happens. Same goes for Goldman Sachs and uh, Goldman Sachs and <laughs> <laughs> Goldman Sachs and, uh, and Wells Fargo. I had some faith in Wells Fargo back when the pandemic barely started, but they're just slow movers for me and the options are not as, not as great. It's not always the case, you know, but just not my favorite sector. Right. So, bearish, fuck it. Yeah, same reason for me. I feel like they move at a snail's pace and uh, no real reason to be uh, bullish on them with just the current way the financial sector is moving, so. Yeah. All right, well, if you got to this point of the video, we, we fucking love you guys, honestly. Like, thank you so much for giving us the watch time. Thank you so much for 100,000 subscribers. Uh, this has been a special for us. It hasn't happened yet, but the keyword is yet. Uh, thank you so much, Option Sniper. Hey, thank you for having me, Jack. We're going to be having a part two type some, sometime soon. Make sure you leave the questions in the comment section for what you want to ask Sniper on his next time around. And uh, without further ado, I say this every time. Tell your grandma to subscribe. And it's my stock life. We're no life, baby. Let's close this thing on out. Let's get it. Blessings, guys. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah, good talk, bro. Hey, it's a great day today, Mark. A lot of our plays, we were on point, bro. All of our admins and our mods. Volatility. It's been killing. Volatility. Volatility. If you had invested $10,000 into SPY at the beginning of the year, you'd have $11,420. If you invested $10,000 in Bitcoin at the beginning of the year, you'd have $10,700. And if you would have invested $10,000 into BlackBerry at the beginning of this year, you'd have like 50 or 60. Lambo! <laughs> Lambo!